listening to Detroit Today on 101.9 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. There are a lot of really high-profile races and questions on the November ballot, but one local question is flying largely under the radar, even though it has the potential to alter the way Michigan's largest city operates for years to come. In August, Detroit voters approved reopening the city's current charter, which was just put into place in 2012. In November, voters will choose the members of the Charter Commission. There are a lot of candidates running for this new commission, and there's not a whole lot of information out there about them or about the charter process. So how should we as voters educate ourselves on those candidates and wrap our heads around the issues surrounding this move to change the way we govern ourselves here in the city of Detroit? That's where we want to continue the conversation today. And joining us to help understand more about this charter revision process are two people who know an awful lot about it. Janice Mitchell-Ford is the chief general counsel at Detroit Public Schools Community District. She was also the chairwoman of the Detroit Charter Revision Commission the last time we revised the charter in 2009. Uh, Janice, welcome to Detroit Today. Thank you for having me. Uh, Also with us is Sheila Cockrell. She is the executive director and co-founder of Citizen Detroit, an organization which works to educate residents of Detroit on civic issues and provide resources they need to be fully engaged in the democratic life of the city. Sheila, welcome to Detroit Today. Glad to be here, Stephen. Yeah. All right. So, Janice, uh, I'm going to start with you. You were the chair in 2009. Uh, talk about how this process plays out and what people should expect. Last time, it took us a couple of years to talk about the charter and come up with uh, a new one and then put that out for voters to either embrace or, or reject. Is that the same thing that will happen this time? First, let me say I work for a governmental entity, so I have to do this. Uh-huh. Views and opinions expressed are mine. <laughs> they are yours. Are not, are, that are not of the board, the superintendent, <laughs> or the employees of Detroit Public Schools Community District. Right. Having said that, I'm here in my capacity as the chair of the 2009-2012 Charter Revision Commission, and thank you for having me. The Home Rule Cities Act is a state statute that allows cities to craft their own charters. It provides that a charter commission has a three-year term. Um, So this commission, their term would go from August 7th, 2018 Mm -hmm. through August 7th, 2021. It's from the date the question is called versus the date you are elected as a commissioner. Why are we doing it? Because the 2018 charter carried over language from the 1997 charter, which said we will pose the question in 2018. Mm-hmm. And I think for many citizens, they failed to realize it was just a question <laughs> to be answered <laughs> yes or no. Right. So in, in, 2011, um, in 2009, the question was posed and 70% of those voting said yes. In 2018, the question was posed and it passed by 175 I was votes. It was very close. 0.13%. Right. of those who voted said yes. Um, so what, what can we expect? Commissioners will be seated in November. Nine will be elected. They will have up to three years to propose a charter. Under the current charter, there are no special elections anymore, remember? Mm-hmm. So the question would have to be on a regular election. Um, and they have up to three years to do it. So the, the earliest would be 2021. Is that right? Uh, well, no. 2020. No. 2020. Oh, it doesn't have to be a city election. It can be any election. Any citywide election. Okay. Right. So any citywide election, that would be Congress. That would be, you know, those types of things. Um, The last 
charter commission, we had a budget of approximately $1.25 million. 250 for the first, which was kind of half a year, and then 500 for each remaining year. Because we finished early, we actually got a charter to the people um, within seven months prior to when we had to. I'm not good at math, so <laughs> seven, seven minus. You, you did it early. <laughs> okay, yeah. So we got it to the people early, and we turned in $200,000. So what people can expect from this charter commission, if they go the full three years, is at least $1.25 million mm-hmm. to be spent and time to research the issues and propose revisions. Many people I have heard feel like it's not really time for a revision yet and that things can be accomplished via amendment. Sure. And the current charter, in fact, has been amended four times already. Already. So if there are things to be tweaked, and of course there are, then you can tweak them with an amendment and not bear the expense of a charter revision commission. Yeah. Uh, I would count myself uh, as one of the people who is skeptical of the idea of reopening the charter so soon after we just did it. I think, uh, you know, it's a constitution. Uh, and just like the federal constitution, we don't go in every couple of years and, and uh, redo it. Uh, it should be it should be a more stabilizing force in the city uh, than that. Uh, at the same time, this is what the voters decided to do. And so we'll do it. I, I guess I'm left wondering, though, what the what the impetus for this really is. Is there is there something that, that a large group of people in the city believe is wrong with the charter that they would want to change uh, in order to put this uh, back on the ballot? I don't, I don't know if either of you are, are aware of, of, of any of that. I, I haven't heard anything, though. No, I, I totally agree with that, Stephen. I don't, don't see there's any it's not a it's not an issue that in my opinion there's a huge buzz about. I think a couple things. One, I'm surprised that the Charter Commission that's that that um, um, Dr., um, Ms. Mitchell Ford sat on didn't change the time frame so that it would not have come up in 18. It would have been I think it's a 12 year cycle. Right. It would have come up later. I think frankly a whole bunch of people got caught off guard and that because one of the one of the things I have heard consistently is that some folks some folks seem to think that there's maybe some conspiracy somewhere to like sneak something through because how come nobody knew Hmm. that this was on the ballot and how come we didn't really understand as residents and voters that there were people running how did some people know to run and other people didn't right and the answer is this kicked around city hall and what I've basically seen is a lot of finger pointing in 15 you know different directions about why there wasn't more public discussion about it yeah. in a timely manner yeah uh, citizen Detroit is working to try to make sure people in the city know that this is happening yes. and know more about the candidates and yes. and the issues talk a little about uh, what you've been up to well what we did in the for the primary we put out a, a handout that was titled uh, Detroit City Charter in the 2018 elections so this was basically to give people background information on just reminding folks about what a charter is why uh, why is there a charter question on the ballot just six years after the last revision um, and made a, made a big point of talking about the ways you can change a charter both by amendment as um, um, Ms. Mitchell Ford. I'm going to keep calling you doctor. <laughs> I'll take that. <laughs> um, Mitchell Ford has already alluded to. Um, and then we had a point of talking about there's different approaches to a charter, a minimalist view and a maximalist view about mm-hmm. sort of how, how, um, how much you drill, how much detail you have in a charter. What we're doing um, 
<coughs> since then is on our informeddetroit.org website. We have candidate videos for, I don't I can't recall now, we did a lot of candidate videos, but a number of the charter candidates have videos showed up, up and, and, and have done a video so you sure. can go hear people in their own voices. And on November 1st, we're going to have a Citizen Detroit candidate speed dating forum with <laughs> the key, with the uh, candidates who show up at the IBW Hall. Uh, that program starts at 530 with dinner and then the, the candidate forum at six. So the people do get a chance to hear people uh, in their own uh, words as to what they're what they think they're going to do. I mean, frankly, even with candidates I've spoken to, they're there are a number of candidates who don't really think there's a big need to come in and certainly not, a, as, as Janice said, amending the charter is, seems to be the most likely, yeah. uh, the better, the, the more prudent way, the least expensive way yeah. uh, to make some They're changes. Just starting over, from, starting from, over. From, from scratch. Go ahead, Janice. So I wanted to speak to um, Ms. Cockrell's uh, statement. Yes, why, why, why did we even keep that language in there? The thought was that there were some significant changes from the 97 charter to the 2012 charter, mainly, and not mainly, but a lot of ha- had to do with council by districts. And so we changed quite a few things yes. in order to make that work. So the, the thought by, by the majority of those voting was that let's keep the question in in case for some reason this whole thing doesn't work out and people want to go back. At least the question will be posed. Hmm. Um, why did it pass? I don't think, like you said, people were sleeping, they weren't paying attention, and just lack of voter education. That's why Citizen Detroit is so very important, yeah. because people that I talked to said, well, Janice, the question was posed, so right. I just thought I needed to say yes. Yeah, yeah. And that's quite scary, right. saying that there are so many important <laughs> proposals on this ballot, and so just saying, I think I need to say yes, is not really going to help us get what we need to get. Yeah. Um, whether, how do I say this gingerly, um, whether someone has the kahunas, <laughs> to come into the first charter commission meeting and vote to disband and say, let's just propose. We amendments. don't need to do this, right? I'm curious to see. Yeah, that would that would be really interesting if somebody did that um, or if a majority went, went, went along with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, OK, we're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue our conversation about the Detroit City Charter, reopening it, uh, the election of members of a new charter commission. If you want to join us, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is always the number on the phones. We'll be right back with more Detroit Today. Listening to Detroit Today on 1019 WDET. I'm Stephen Henderson, and as always, thanks for tuning in. My guests are Janice Mitchell Ford, the chairwoman of the Detroit Charter Revision Commission from 2009 to 2011. Uh, Also with us is Sheila Cockrell, who's the executive director and co founder of Citizen Detroit, a voter education organization here in the city. We're talking about the vote on November 6th to elect nine members of a new charter commission revision or charter revision commission here in the city of Detroit. Uh, what are the things that uh, we're likely to see them take a look at? What are the things that maybe they should take a look at? Uh, and who are some of the people who are running to help to do that work? Uh, if you would like to join us, uh, give us a call. 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. Tell us 
if you are someone who lives in the city of Detroit, what would you like to see changed about the city charter, the one that we just uh, ratified in, I think, 2011 and took place, took effect in 2012. Uh, it is not very old. Uh, it has worked pretty well, I think, uh, so far. But uh, maybe you think there are things that are broken about it. I'd love to hear what those are. Or if you're somebody who thinks uh, this is not a good idea at all, that uh, we ought not be going back into a constitutional document this way this soon after having ratified it in the first place. Again, 313-577-1019 is the number on the phones. You can also go to the WDET Facebook page and put comments there, or you can go to Twitter and hashtag Detroit Today, and we'll work you into the conversation. Uh, Janice, I want to I wanna ask you how you think the work that you did uh, in the last Charter Revision Commission uh, is working now. Is, the, is it all hanging together the way you imagined that it would? Or are there some things that you look at and you think, mm, maybe we ought to do- have done that differently? Well, as um, former city council member Cockrell knows, whoever has four votes wins the day. Yes. So some of my personal um, <laughs> perspectives necessarily did not make it into the document, but it's legislation as sausage, right? And mm-hmm. so um, all in all, I think it is a great document. But having said that, there's always room for tweaks. Whenever there's legislation, there are amendments made once you get into it and see how it works and it's not working. And so I do think that there are there's some room there um, maybe for streamlining the listing of departments so that we don't have to have so many, even though we can, we don't have to, right? So I think there is some room there, but all that can be done via amendment. And so as a citizen who pays taxes, I'm just concerned about the expense of it. Um, and we'll see. We have to pay very, very, very close attention, I think, um, than we, more than we have to this point when the process begins. The mm-hmm. process is they're elected, they can um, hold up to 90 meetings with pay. So they can go past 90, but they won't be paid for them. And it's just a stipend that you get. Um, as Sheila said, there are certain things that are required in the charter. There's mandatory provisions, how you elect a mayor, what your legislative powers are, you know, how you appoint your treasurer. Then there are permissible provisions, like how many departments you have. The commission determines you know, what they want to look at. Um, And they may, hopefully they will hold some public hearings to get public Mm -hmm. input from that. Then they'll go to the drafting piece of it. They have to publish the draft citywide. We published ours in the Detroit Free Press uh, that Sunday combined paper. Mm -hmm. Um, Then they have to hold hearings with the public on what they've published. And then governor review and approval is required. So first step of that is going to the attorney general. And then the next step is getting the governor to approve. We put it, then it's put on the ballot. Um, and then if it's not successful, they have to get it on the ballot again within that three-year time frame. What would people look at? I mean, I don't want to put any ideas in people's heads, right? But um, some of the things I've heard uh, were issues with the police commission. Mm-hmm. Um, some people are very excited about it. Others are not. But I believe this past election is the first time that we had elected police commissioners. So yes. we don't really know if it's working or not because right. we haven't had the opportunity to let it play itself out. Um, that's one thing that I have heard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Sheila, what are you hearing from people at your Citizen Detroit meetings about things that they might be concerned about with the charter or whether they're sort of happy with it the way it's going? You know, I I wouldn't say that to me, it's just not been an issue. So I would not want to characterize, oh, yeah, people are really happy with it. I think there there are there are elements of this charter that I personally do not agree with. And I think in the longer view of history are going to create 
real issues. I think this creation of this independent branch of government um, has wor is working because of the specific configuration of leadership we have in the city right now, mm -hmm. get a different dynamic going, and I think we may see how flawed that is. The Corporation Council for the City of Detroit should be an appointee of and report directly to the mayor. Mm -hmm. A lot of this, um, the, way, the, the way department directors are set up, um, to be appointed by the, by, the, by the mayor but have to be approved by the council ends up meaning you have 10 bosses, not one. I think there's way too many departments. Uh, there was an opportunity in 2012 to reduce the rigidity of the charter. In my opinion, it was increased. Mm -hmm. We have more departments today than we had in the past. Uh, but I say all that to say I am not an advocate for reopening it at this time. I think we need to let it let let democracy play out. This yeah. is what people thought they wanted. Let's see if it, if it does or doesn't work. If it if it truly doesn't work, people can always start an initiative petition and start the process and figure anytime. out a different and, way and, to do and it. figure out a different way. So, but again, I don't. I mean, it is it literally the biggest question I get is. How did this get on the ballot? How come nobody knew about it? And how did people figure out to run? Yeah. Is the bigger question. Yeah. Although I will say, I think it's a particularly, A, it's a smaller group of people yes. than normally run. There's right. only like 15 names on the ballot. And as a talent pool, I think it's, um, it's, it's, pretty a, good. it's a good talent pool. So on one hand, it might be a really interesting <laughs> time for some, you know, creativity. On the other hand, um, you know, I, I think the document needs to be given a little more time. But I mean, if we, if we do it, was it every 12 years, every 18 years? 18. It's every 18 years. That mm -hmm. means we're not going to be looking at this thing again till Right. Under the current language. 36, right? Right. right. Which wow. is a long time. That's a really time long time. Away. <laughs> mm -hmm. So, but, but again, there's always initiative. And there are, as, um, as Mitchell Ford has said, we can, it, it can be amended. Yeah. And I do hear rumblings that there are amendments that people, in City Hall are, you know, are thinking about are thinking about proposing that would then, you know, go through the process. Yeah. Um, the charter has been amended four times already. Yes. And I just wanted to go through what those are. So the charter was passed in November 2011. Mm -hmm. In November 2012, City Council proposed four charter amendments, which means on that ballot there were four separate questions. And they and those um, amendments were passed. And so they amended these four sections. Section 2106.4, gifts and gratuities. Under the 2012 charter, we said you can't take anything, really. Right? right. There's only four things you could take. They amended that. So now uh, I haven't seen. There is no ordinance, however. I was right. going to say. So, so they said we're going to pass an ordinance, and they haven't done it. Yeah. Um, section 2106.5. One year post employment prohibition, so that would have stopped somebody from retiring and then coming back as a consultant. Lobbying or something, right? Right. Yeah. They changed that. Um, again, I don't know that I've seen the ordinance, but at least they said they would have the opportunity to change mm -hmm. it. And then Section 3109, nominate, nominating petitions, and Section 7.5203, civil litigation. I say that to say things can be changed yes. via right. amendment. Right. No matter how we got here, we're here, yep. right? And so the question is how does one vote? Uh, an informed vote right. on those who are running. And I personally don't, I don't think I've even seen the list yet. I'm going to ver scrub it very well yeah. before I vote. Yeah. But in my opinion, just as a voter, mm -hmm. right, who would be someone who would gain my support? Someone who um, is inquisitive mm -hmm. and would look past the words on the paper. 
to reach out to a Sheila Cockrell and others who know how government actually operates. So if you propose this amendment, how what would be the everyday impact? Someone who is independent. Right. Um, the Charter Commission is a nonpartisan, independent commission who really should listen to the mayor and the city council to see how things work, but not necessarily be influenced <laughs> by him or her. And then someone, you know, this is me selfishly saying this, who's not just trying to use this as a springboard to their next political office. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a great point. Yeah. And I want to work a, a caller in here on that point. Uh, Dan in Detroit. Uh, welcome to Detroit today. Thanks a lot. Uh-huh. Appreciate it. Uh, so uh, I'm a Detroit voter and I voted yes probably erring on the side of just transparency, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, just just to open it up. But um, it's interesting because I was calling on that very point, the sort of the the mail I've been getting and just looking at the candidates. It looks like this is sort of a a, a first, uh, you know, first toll in the water for people who want to establish themselves uh, uh, in politics and just kind of looking at, not saying all the candidates, but the candidates I've seen. And uh, I don't get the sense that they're going to vote to disband. <laughs> I, think, I think they're going to defeat you know, the purpose, gonna, right, Dan? <laughs> right, exactly. I mean, you, know, you got to get a track record. So I, I just wonder how uh, you know how that's going to how that yeah. potentially shapes things. So, so I, I think that's a really interesting point. I, I will say that I have a little different view of that. Um, I actually think that's not a bad thing. And in fact, right. if I would, if if we could go back to two thousand nine. Uh, when we elected the first charter commission, there were people who were elected to that who I hoped would be interested in other kinds of civic positions in the city. No, you know, present company definitely included, right? I mean, the, the idea of giving somebody that experience and then they go on to do something else, I think, is not a horrible thing. Uh, but but I see how the sort of you know fear of ambition obviously uh, always creeps in. Ambition is not a bad thing as long as you have the skill set to be at the table, right? And right. and have a real desire to work on the assignment before you. That's right. what I mean. You know, yeah. not not come to the table and not be Thinking prepared. About something not, else. Not 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 have read Next the document. Yes. Not be concerned with the the assignment before you. Right. But of course, I think if someone has a skill set, a passion, and they want to transfer that to something else, wonderful. But yeah. at least focus on what's before yeah. you. Uh, Sheila, before we run out of time, I want to make sure people know how to get information from. Citizen Detroit uh, about about the the charter candidates. Sure. Well, first of all, you can see the the uh, charter candidates in their own uh, words, or see and hear them in their own words on informdetroit.org, which is our candidate um, website, mm-hmm. uh, which WDET is a partner with us on, and we all share the share the videos and use them. Uh, secondly, we have a forum, a speed dating forum, where you can actually have face to face conversation with the candidates that have agreed to show up. I don't have the current number, but most, I believe, are going to be at be at the uh, forum on November 1 mm-hmm. at the IBEW Hall on Porter uh, near <clears throat> near Trumbull in, uh, in Corktown. Dinner's at 530. Okay. All right. Sheila Cockrell of Citizen Detroit, thanks for being here on Detroit Today. And uh, Janice Mitchell-Ford, former chairwoman of the Detroit uh, Charter Revision Commission. Thank you for being here. It's going to do it for me today. I'll be back tomorrow. I hope you will, too. This is 1019 WDET, Detroit's public radio station, community service of Wayne State University. We'll see you tomorrow.